You hear that? Listen to this. You hear that? Yeah. It's like the start of this official podcast, but it's not a podcast. I'm just reading articles that I wrote a long time ago because I know people don't want to listen to them. Yeah. All right. If you're wondering why you're listening to Biggie or why you listen to some guy try to sing Biggie, well, I'm here to tell you what's up. Let me turn Biggie down. So I wrote an article in November of 2020 called Throw Your Hands in the Aya If You're a True Playa. It doesn't read like that, but if you see the picture of Biggie, maybe that's how you interpret it. So picture of Biggie's on the cover of this article. So let's dive right into it. I'm excited about this one. It's not depressing. This is like the sales and marketing thing. So if you're more into like the life lessons and you want to hear me talk about Jesus, uh, you're going to have to wait a couple because I got to get some of these out of the way because these are, in my opinion, I think they're super valuable. So here we go. In 1997, the notorious B.I.G. was shot and killed on my birthday. On my birthday, dog. I was devastated. I mean, I love his music. That point has nothing to do with this article. Although, Biggie's lyrics are a great segue into a valuable lesson on making connections. On any platform, for that matter. If you need the cliff notes, all you gotta do is turn on Big Papa. Because if you turn on Big Papa and you're still making it, failing to make the connection, well, skip ahead to the second verse because in the second verse, he drops this line. He says, who are you attracting with that line? What's your name? What's your sign? As soon as he buy that one. I'd, okay, sorry. Who are you attracting with that line? What's your name? What's your sign? Why? Because the guy Biggie is referring to is starting to sound like everyone who thinks they're prospecting. Like a fool who's about to get schooled by someone who's got some real game. I mean, Notorious B.I.G.'s got some real game, right? I mean, it's like the best MC of all time. That's all you need to say. I use that analogy for one reason, because when it comes to prospecting, I believe that in the year 2020, 2022, 2029, we need to pursue our prospective clients for real, like Biggie Smalls. Ask yourself what your interests are, who you be with, things that make you smile, what numbers to dial. Sorry, I know you feel like you're at a hip-hop concert because I'm so good. Okay, whatever you use LinkedIn for is entirely up to you and you only. In fact, it's none of my business or anyone else's business to tell you how to use it. In 100% transparency, I could care less about how you use it. If you want to post dog pics, which I think I'm probably going to do today, you want to talk about politics, you want to sell houses or post dancing videos like it's TikTok or treat it like Instagram, go for it. I am of no authority to judge you or tell you that what you're doing doesn't or will not work because I'm not you. And I certainly don't know if what you do works because I can't see your results, but you can. So you being honest with yourself, I don't know. There's one thing that bothers me, though, and that's the use of robots doing all the work for me. Actually, I believe that the use of bots is literally destroying the integrity of this community. If you don't know what I'm talking about, just check your inbox, and you will. It's every profile view and the majority of connection requests you're getting, and once you see it, you can't unsee it. Sort of like a wart. Ew. A giant LinkedIn wart. 
In my opinion, using lead generation services that use bots to act on your behalf so you can get a 3 to 5% return on all your so-called hard work to do more damage than good. Ugh, just to clarify, that's 3 to 5% kind of good and 95 to 98% really, really bad. We clear on that? All right, somebody's drunk uncle is going to vehement, I don't know what I said. They're going to disagree. If you read the article, you see the word. I used that word. I must have looked it up in the dictionary that day. Somebody's drunk uncle is disagreeing with me. I just know it. And I don't care. So if you're new to this prospecting thing or you want to leverage the platform's power to generate leads, right, which we all do, you need to shift your mindset from getting qualified meetings to starting genuine conversations. Shift your mindset from thinking you need to get a meeting with somebody immediately by sending the connect and pitch and start thinking of it in the terms of genuine conversations. And this is just my opinion, of course. And again, I will reiterate, you can do whatever you want, okay? This isn't the rule. Still, if I were prospecting for new business, I'd try something like this. It just so happens to be the exact cadence I preach with disruptors clients. Start with a simple LinkedIn search to identify your ideal client. Okay, pretty easy. Narrow it down by geography and titles. Maybe company size if you're feeling crazy. You get bonus points for using Sales Navigator, mainly because you're paying 90 bucks a month. And they can also be revoked. If you're wondering, just ask. Okay, once you've done that, now identify your ideal contact. If you think you have this decision maker, this is like Tinder, swipe left, swipe right, baby, until you get the ideal contact. If you think you have the decision maker, great, but don't leave out the people who work for the decision maker. Everybody's prospecting the decision maker, first of all, and the people that aren't. The decision maker, these are the people with direct access to the decision maker's office. Ooh. And the influence they carry is tremendously valuable. It's probably more valuable than the decision makers. Believe that. Believe that. I'm like in the just in this mode right now because now more money, more problems came on. I must have the greatest hits on. Yeah, I do. And it's awesome. Notorious B.I.G. R.I.P. Okay, next. View their profile. Searching for commonalities and triggers. Follow them, but don't ask them to connect. No, don't do that yet. Check out their content and their activity. This is key. If you if you can relate, if you can relate to it, like genuinely relate to it, or you agree with it, first of all, you'll know. Second of all, you have to be able to relate to it. Then consider leaving a very genuine and thoughtful comment. It's kind of just like having a conversation. And at the very least, at the very least, slap some sort of reaction on it. Okay, ready? We're getting into it. Find their address. Physical office address, that is. Then find their email address by using a tool called hunter.io. It's easy. Go to hunter.io, put their domain in, and as soon as you put their domain in, you're going to get an example of what the email handles look like. Now you probably have a pretty good guess of what it is. All right, now as we get further into this, I want you to Google them. You know, have you ever Googled yourself? Google your prospects. It's weird because I just watched the Tinder Swindler and, you know, all these people on Tinder. I'm not on Tinder. I've been married almost 17 years. I, I wouldn't even know where to begin. But they're talking about how they always Google the person that they just said they liked. Which, again, I met 
my wife in a different era. Okay, Google them. And again, you're looking for commonalities, news, and triggers. Like I said, if you ever Google yourself, hopefully you don't find something you don't like. I don't know if there's anything you can do about it. <laughs> okay, now consider following contacts, contacts on other platforms like Twitter and Instagram. But use your best judgment, okay? If they have a private Instagram profile, requesting to follow them might be kind of weird. If they have a, a public profile, then just follow them. Who cares? They want you to follow them. So Twitter, Instagram, anything. Don't do Facebook. That's a friend request, and that's that's still weird. And if you want to know what what's still creepy, because it's not creepy anymore to follow somebody, but what's still creepy is liking pictures from years ago on Facebook. That'll always, always be creepy. That means they know you've been snooping, and you're now in the creep department. And you don't want to come across as pre creepy. Okay. But people often will link profiles to websites and causes they care about, and those are great conversation starters. For example, like every CIO on the planet that's on Twitter has like a personal website, and if you click on it, you can probably find out a bunch of information about them. These are commonalities and triggers. If, and only if, they view your profile, can you send them a personalized connection request. It's like social voicemail. As soon as they view it, boom, send them a connection request, make it personalized. You don't have to make it personalized, but make it personalized. And never, I mean ever, pitch your services to someone in a connection request. Gross. If you're doing that and you think it works, sorry that you've seen success from it, but in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't. If you're using a bot and you get 3 to 5% return on it and you think it works, then fine. You didn't do any of the work, by the way. Don't ever pitch anyone. And most importantly, don't offer up your calendar so they can book time with you in a connection request with or in the first message after you're connected. Just hang on a sec, okay? I'm not saying that Calendly is bad. I'm just saying, hang on. And if they don't view your profile or connect to you, skip ahead to the following step. If they connect to you, okay, so you're going to skip ahead after this, but if they connect with you, send them a thank you message. But again, don't pitch your services or ask for a meeting. If they respond... To your thank you message, now I want you to do something that's kind of weird. It's called a compliment. Send them one. Now ask them a question about their profile or something you discovered in your research. You know, are you creeping on them? What commonalities? What triggers? It's okay. Just do it. Keep in mind, your prospect is probably just waiting for your pitch. So don't do it. Don't do what they expect you to do. Keep the conversation going for as long as they will talk to you. Because one... You're interested, okay? You're actively listening. You're engaged. You're not doing it just to check the box. Don't just pitch your solution. I know I've said this several times because salespeople struggle with this concept. Your product knowledge will only be more valuable the longer you hold on to it. It's going to develop interest. The real key to this is for your contact to finally ask you what you do, or even better, they tell you what they do. Ooh. The conversation takes the turn towards what each of you does, then you can ask them about it. How long? Do you like what you do? Don't be afraid to change the subject. Trust me. Trust me. If they start asking, tell them you're unsure if it's a fit, because it might not actually be a fit. And just ask this one question. If you think it might be worth a conversation, can we chat? 
Okay. So that's if they view your profile, if they connect with you. Here's what happens if they don't view your profile or connect with you. Remember you needed to find their physical address? Okay, here's where you're going to get old school on them, right? So here's your uncle saying, I got something for you. Okay, don't skimp either. Make a personal note using social cues. Social public cues, that is. Okay, you don't have to... Okay, don't read into that. Just, you're listening anyways. Don't skimp either. Make it personal. Tell them how impressive they are and throw in a couple of compliments but don't ask them for a meeting remember they expect you to ask them for a meeting don't do that throw your business card in an envelope and put it in the mail and don't include a call to action right this is everything the opposite of any sales trainer or marketer has ever said to you you don't have to put a call to action the handwritten note is a call to action it's just a handwritten note all right then Send them a video using GoVideo or Vidyard, okay, or some tool like this. It's easy. Don't overthink it. Just look it up. If you don't know what it is, send me a message. Also, never send a regular email again. Always use this tool because it's personal, and trust me, it's just better. All right? You get notifications when they open it, first of all. Second of all, there's no confusion over what you mean by something you've said. They're hearing it from you. They're seeing you. All right. This is a big one. It's a big one for some of my younger clients here. And that is call them on the phone. Weird. He's using his phone as a phone. Okay. By now, if they don't know who you are, they are either not interested in responding to you or they simply are way too busy. Regardless, Use the exact same template as above to guide the flow of your conversation. You remember, compliment, compliment, thank you, thank you, compliment, compliment, compliment. And then they're like, what do you do? Okay, that's what I'm talking about. And you can leave them a voicemail. And if they don't return your voicemail, first of all, let me let me take a step back. I wrote this in November 2020. If you leave a voicemail, that's fine. But remember, if it's their cell phone, you don't need to leave them a voicemail. They saw that you called, but in this case, they don't know you. So shoot them a text message and be like every other human being on the planet. I know, a text message. Trust me, it took you years to get to the point where you could call somebody on their cell phone versus their office line, even though you knew they had their cell phone on you. So sending a text is not a big deal because that's how everybody communicates. Whew. I feel like Ace Ventura after you discovered that Snowflake's death. Okay. I don't know if that really, you can relate to that. Next step, integrate your sales process. There are millions of selling cadences out there. I don't know if there's actually millions, but there's a lot of them. And equally as many so-called social selling coaches who have all the answers. I'm not accusing any of them being wrong. I'll just add this last point. If they've never played the game, don't buy from them. Especially if they want to do the prospecting for you. I mean, immediate red flags. Oh, yeah. They are the ones who will never read this article because they're the ones that will never read this article but will send me an invite anyway asking me if I'm interested in lead generation. Lastly, many sales development representatives or SDRs are out there hustling, a.k.a. doing the work. It's not to, not, not, let's not be too hard on them. Ugh, that came out weird. Let's not be too hard on them. All right, if this resonates with you, throw your hands in the air if he's a true player. 
And I want to add something to this in regards to that last article, that last paragraph. There's a lot of selling cadences, a lot of social selling coaches. And then there's people that are hybrid coaches. All right. I want to know where they came from. Was it a product of the pandemic where they had to adjust what they did and they don't know what they're doing? Okay. You know what? Let's back up. I'm not going to talk about that. Call me. I love you. I don't know why I said that either. <laughs>